And did you know that this podcast is an independent production? That's right. The Eric Norcross podcast is an indie podcast. And because of that, we depend on listeners like you to help support the show. The best way to become a supporter is to become a patron. Patreon is a membership platform that allows creators to develop a more sustainable source of financial support for their projects. My Patreon supports this podcast. If you find this podcast worthwhile, please consider becoming a patron by heading over to the Patreon link in the description. That's patreon.com slash Eric Norcross. Again, patreon.com slash Eric Norcross, and the link will be in the description. Thank you, and on with the show. All right, I have one more announcement before I go into the episode. I know these can be super annoying, but this is not a paid advertisement. This is actually about one of my projects. I made a feature film called Fractals, and guess what? It is now available for streaming. Just visit my website, ericnorcross.com. Look for the movie Fractals, and there will be a list of platforms where you can stream it. Thanks. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 91, and it is a commentary episode. It's just me talking to you. And this is something I am going to do more of with season three. So if you haven't figured it out by now, with the podcast, I'm really just experimenting and trying different formats to see what works, how much work is a different type of podcast. So in season one, I started out with just commentary episodes. It was just me talking to you, and then I evolved into being an interview-based show. For season two, it was mainly interview-based. Most of the episodes in season two are all interviews. So for season three, I've decided to switch it up, and there are a number of reasons for that. Um, one is that <laughs> I really don't have a lot of time and resources to spend on creating a new interview every single week. I have I've I was kind of spread thin by the end of season 2 and I realized that as much as I love doing the podcast unless it's making a huge return uh, it doesn't make sense for me to keep putting energy into doing it every single week. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop. That doesn't mean that I don't like doing it. I love doing it. It's just a lot of energy to do that for free, essentially. And so what I've decided to do, the middle ground for me is to thin up the number of interview episodes. So now interviews are going to be every other week. And then for the Mondays in between, it's going to be me talking to you. So I'm sort of sticking to the interview format, but I'm also going back to the original podcast format for the, for the Mondays in between. So if you just don't want to hear me talking to you, that's fine too. I don't like hearing myself talk for the most part. <laughs> but um, the, the other reason too is I have so many projects that I need to wrap up. And I realized ever since I started the podcast that all these things that were supposed to be done two years ago weren't getting done. And it was really because of the podcast. 
And I don't want to have to choose between them. I want to do all of them. It's just a matter of finding the time and mental energy to do all of them. So this is what I'm going to try this season. I'm going to attempt to drop one interview every other Monday and then one commentary-based episode every other Monday. And we'll see how it works out. This test that I'm running for this new format will go through the holiday season. After that, if I decide that it's still too much, I'm probably going to get rid of the commentary episodes and just drop an interview every other Monday. So we'll see, though, if we get there. Uh, Again... The podcast is is a trial and error thing for me. I'm not a professional, at least not for myself. I tend to be a professional when it comes to other people, but as a per, like I'll what I what I did before the pandemic anyway was I provided technical services to other podcasters, but I was never a podcaster. This is still technically new to me. It's still weird when people talk about me as a podcaster. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, again, like everything else I do, it's trial and error. It's an experimentation. It's a learning opportunity. With that said, I just want to reach out to all of the listeners out there about, you know, sometimes the sound quality of these episodes aren't as great as they could be. Sometimes you'll hear me hit a table and fair warning, I'm going to hit the table so you know what it sounds like. So if you have a subwoofer in your car, maybe turn down the bass in five, four, three, two, one. So that's what I'm talking about. But I don't do it intentionally at all, really. I mean, that's the only time I've done it intentionally. Uh, The thing is, is I don't have all the bells and whistles when it comes to mics and mic holders and and shocks and all that stuff. Um, All of my equipment was bought prior to the pandemic. And it's what I had on hand uh, in the thick of lockdown. And it's still what I have as I've started growing my podcast. And so when you hear stuff like that bang that you just heard, it's because my mic is mounted onto a stand that's just resting on it on the table that I'm using. And sometimes my knees hit the table or sometimes my hand will drop down and hit the table when I go to write a note. And if you listen to the mic with subwoofers in your car and you're one of those guys that like, what the hell just happened because I hit the table, I would recommend um, lowering the effect of the subwoofer uh, before you listen to my podcasts because until I can upgrade my equipment, uh, unfortunately, this is how it is going to be for a while. Um, as far you know, I don't have patrons on my Patreon. I don't have a funding source coming from some, any media company, and I've invested all I can invest into it at this time. So, if you are the one of the people that are leaving those messages on my YouTube or through my contact form of my website, saying, "Hey, get a better mic shock" or something like that. I apologize that if I startled you with it, but it's just part of it for now. And I will do my best not to hit the table and to maybe find a quieter way to take notes, but I can't promise that I will do that. So if you continue listening to my podcast, which I hope you do, please just make sure to disable your subwoofer if you're driving in a car. Um, I don't know. Well, one, I don't really understand why somebody would use a subwoofer to listen to a podcast anyway um i or 
I guess I'm the wrong person to even have that conversation with because I don't understand why people would have one in their car to begin with. Like for me, a subwoofer is meant to be in a movie theater or in a theater-like environment. Or if you like, you have a living room with kind of a big screen TV. We, you know, that's where a subwoofer belongs to me. I never understood the people who put them in their car, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, if you do have it in your car. Just disable it for the podcast, at least until I get an investor to help me sort of beef up how I'm doing things. Um, And it might even just be, it might not even just be the shock or the mic or anything like that. It could be as simple a face as maybe I can get an audio engineer to sort of help me edit the audio down so it's not as jarring as it sometimes is. So anyway, that is that that's the first part of this episode. I do apologize. I like, I genuinely feel bad when I get those messages. I'm like, Oh man, and hope that guy didn't spin out of control because I hit the desk. Like <laughs> that's what would be horrible if that happened at the same time. There's not a lot I can do, especially about those old episodes. I have heard you it's acknowledged. Um, it is a problem I plan to solve when money is no longer a cookie. So, moving on. What's been going on in my life over the summer? A lot. Uh, one. Okay, right, I'm going to bury the lead here. So, I'm going to tell you about all the other things. And you guys are going to love it. So, let's just stick around because I'm burying the lead. All right. So, I bought a $30 Timex wristwatch. And I've been wearing it while hiking. And I've been wearing it while out and about. Anyway. I thought I'd tell you that because I always wanted to be a guy who wore a $30 Timex wristwatch, and now I am. So I've achieved a status that I've set out to achieve years and years ago, but never actually pulled the trigger on out of laziness. Well, now it's all good in the hood. I am a guy who wears a $30 Timex wristwatch. I have a science fiction horror novel coming out October 1st, 2022. You can pre-order it now. It's called Saratoga Landmine. It's been in production since 2016. It is the most disturbing thing I've ever written. And it is the first of four novels in a series. And um, the second one is currently being written. It's actually written. Like the, The second one has been drafted. I'm just kind of rewriting it before I start editing it. Um, And that'll hopefully drop next year if everything goes well. Um, But yeah, October 1st, 2022, my novel Saratoga Landmine drops. That is my follow-up. That is the direct follow-up to Objects and Giants, the novel that I've been hawking since it was released in 2015. So that's pretty cool. Um, There are some overlapping characters, but they're they're not sequels of one another or even prequels of one another it's just like what the character from objects and giants is in saratoga landmine because i wrote started writing that book right after objects released and i hadn't quite let the character go and i still wanted to write him and that is why he's in the novel and all of his scenes were written back then they were they were among some of the earliest scenes i wrote um Technically, Saratoga Landmine in the timeline of this universe is before objects, but because they're independent of one another, objects is not part of the series, and 
um, it can be read independently of Saratoga. Like it doesn't it doesn't really even matter. I just it's just the thing where I like the character and I wanted to keep writing about him, so I made him a side character in Saratoga. Anyway, so that drops October first. You can pre-order the ebook on Amazon. Otherwise, I would say on October first, order the paperback. The paperback is a beautiful presentation. I designed the exterior and interior myself. It is the main text is set in Georgia typeface. 10.5 with a 1.15 spacing between the lines and it's beautiful it's a gorgeous book I included concept art because it's a science fiction book I included concept art because I believe science fiction is better served <laughs> at least when it's visual science fiction it's better served with visuals and of course I'm not much of an illustrator so I just included the concept art for fun and there, I think there are three, maybe four pieces included. Plus, there's graphics I designed for the section dividers. So the, the book is split into three parts. Each part has a series of graphics to introduce the next part. And so every book in the series will be designed this way. And so that's what I'm doing now with the second book. And the second book, I haven't announced what the title is going to be yet, though I know what the title will be. I've decided to play that one close to the chest for the time being. So that's not the only book coming out this year. Another book is due to drop during the holidays, sometime in December. This one is a collection of poetry, verse, mixed media artwork. And it's just kind of all these pieces I wrote over the years about growing up, growing up hard with hard people, poor, hungry. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I have, a de I have an eating disorder. I am overweight because I have an eating disorder. And when I was a kid, I was bone thin. I was so thin that my parents got investigated for not feeding me nourishing food and stuff like that. And I think this is part of why I have, a, have a dis an eating disorder. Uh, and so I kind of I write about that stuff. I write about things that I witnessed growing up and my feelings for all of these hardships as an adult. And this is called Running Guns Across State Lines. And Running Guns Across State Lines is the namesake of a poem within this collection. That poem is about dangerous art and the importance of dangerous art. And so, yeah, I don't have a release date for that yet because um, I haven't been able to fine-tune the editing the edits because my sister has been given veto power over every piece in the collection and so right now she has the galley and she's reading through it and I'd imagine it's tough for her I'd imagine that she's taking the whole summer to do it because some of the pieces can be really really disturbing maybe bring up some bad memories but I gave her veto power over every piece in the collection, and if she gives me the go-ahead, I'll release it in December. If she says I have to edit this, this, or this, it'll probably be slightly delayed, but we'll see. Anyway, that's the second book that's due this year. It's called Running Guns Across State Lines, and my goal moving forward as a writer is to release one fiction novel and one collection every single year. I know I'm not going to make that quota. That is a tough, tough quota to meet, even if you're doing this as your full-time job. 
but I'm trying to do it. And I already have this second novel in that science fiction horror series on schedule. It's where it needs to be according to the schedule I've already established for it. I also have another collection in development for the end of next year. Again, I have to set these really unrealistic dates in order for me to actually get anything done. And so that's kind of what part of my process. And as you know, this podcast is about process. How do I get things done? How do I stay productive? I'm telling you right now, I set the most unreasonable, unrealistic deadline for myself. And then I work my ass off to get there. And then I don't get there. But what I get is something to actually work with. And so soon I will have a manuscript for that science fiction horror follow up. And then that'll be what I'm working with with that. And then I'll have a manuscript for the next collection. And then I'll have something that that'll that'll be what I'll be working with for the next few months. So it's important to have these deadlines, even even though you know you're not going to meet them. But don't use the fact that you know you're not going to meet them to not do anything. Always try to meet them. You'll be surprised what you could turn out. So what's the next collection going to be? So the next collection that's due at the end of next year is just going to be about moving to New York in my first years in New York and the hardships and the hustles I had to contend with. And a lot of it are, is pieces that I've wrote over the years. Some I'm writing now. Some I'm rewriting because I lost the original manuscripts. So I have to kind of remember what I wrote and then rewrite it. And that's actually really hard. And so that's something I'm kind of going through and I'm taking very slowly. I'm trying not to stress out about it because I'm a guy, when it comes to memoirs, I'm a guy who cares a lot about details. And I know that I'm going to be getting some details wrong. Uh, And, you know, I, I was talking about this on Twitter. I wish that this manuscript I'd written years ago hadn't gotten lost because So here's what it was. It was called The Chronicles of 1L. And it was about an apartment, my first apartment that I had in New York City. It was in Queens. And I kind of wrote it out so I wouldn't forget any of the details because there are a lot of technical details about taking over someone's lease and getting money from my grandma to be able to do that and stuff like that. And I just lost this manuscript over the years. I don't know what happened to it. No idea. So I've been racking my brain trying to remember everything that I'd forgotten. And that's hard because I don't like remembering my first year in New York. It was it was a hard year and a lot of a lot of bad stuff happened to me. But for the sake of art, I'm doing it. And uh, that'll that's that's a work in progress. I'll keep you guys apprised for that. As far as the other two books in that science fiction series, those have been, um, I don't want to say drafted, but they've been mocked up in notebooks. <laughs> I don't consider notebooks, like, notebooks, I guess, are the first draft, but they're more of a mock-up and an outline of what that book is supposed to be. There's something I refer to while I'm typing up the first draft, and so... That's where they're at. I know what the stories are. They've been mocked up. I just have to type up the first draft. But I'm not going to do that until the second book is out. So that's where we're at with the literary, all the literary projects. 
At the end of uh, at the last episode of season two, excuse me. At the end of season two, I talked about doing something with Kindle Vela. I had a series I wanted to do that was a hybrid novel, graphic novel. Well, guess what? That's been delayed. It's been delayed because I can't get the artwork right and I can't find an artist that's willing to collaborate with me. And so until I do, that and a couple other graphic novel-based projects are going to be delayed. Um, So with that said, let's move on to films. What am I doing on the film front? Here's what I'm doing on the film front. Fractals and Death and Life, as you know, have been released. They're out in the world. Um, Death and Life has picked up some steam. Pretty excited about that. I've been wanting that movie to get a, get some love for a long time. That's To me, that's one of the most important movies I've made because it completely changed my voice as a filmmaker. And I feel like, in, you know, in any given moment... With, ex- with one exception, the film I'm working on at any given moment is my favorite film because I'm working on that film. And that's really what I want to be doing. I want to be making films. But once all, all is said and done, I look back and I try to think, is it really my favorite film? What came before? And honestly, Fractals, Fractals is my second favorite. Death and Life is still my favorite movie that I've made. But they're sister films of one another. So nobody is supposed to watch Death and Life if they're not also watching Fractals and vice versa. So it's okay. One came after the other and Fractals has always been two to the one and it's fitting. It works. But I love both of them. They're my babies. And I'm supposed to make another movie. I was supposed to actually shoot a movie last year, last season, but uh, we never got around to it due to financing issues. So We're trying to get that done this autumn. I'm supposed to go to Virginia and direct a movie that I wrote for an actor. I specifically wrote it for him. And it's a science fiction character study. I guess that's the the simplest way I could put it. I don't want to go into the plot or anything like that. But very simple, almost one location for the most part, which is a house in the woods. But uh, again, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'll keep you apprised. If suddenly I stop dropping episodes this autumn, you'll you'll know that I'm shooting this thing. (laughs) And I'm still developing my monster movie. I know that I have this recurring series on YouTube, uh, Making a Monster Movie, uh, which I haven't dropped any installments for in a while. That's because I've been getting sidetracked with other things, especially like the wrapping up that science fiction novel, Saratoga Landmine. But... Also, getting the galley together for the poetry collection for my sister. I just can't work on the movie right now. But I did do a location scout for the monster movie this week. And I will be creating a video with some photos for that playlist on YouTube. Probably over the weekend, if not next week. So, it was something to look forward to. That's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, we're nowhere near principal photography on that bastard. We're a long ways away. I haven't even designed the monsters yet. Monsters, plural. That's one hell of a monster movie. 
What else are we doing? We want to talk about okay, so I know I talk I mentioned burying the lead. Well, I I'm still burying the lead. I haven't even talked to you about the big news. Are you guys ready for this? This is this is this is fucking huge. You're gonna love this. <sighs> I got a kid on the way. That's right. I have a kid on the way. And it is both exhilarating and horrifying at the same time because <laughs> I'm 41 years old. But I think I know what to do. You know, I, I feel like I've found myself as a person, which is more than most people do by the time they start having kids. And now we're looking at getting out of a rental situation and into an ownership situation. So we've pre-qualified for a loan waiting to be pre-approved for a loan, which should happen next week. We've been looking at places. I'm not going to tell you guys where. That's personal. But you'll probably end up figuring out the region when I start podcasting from there. Because as of right now, and since we began, it's always been broadcasting from New York, right? That's been my thing. I'm podcasting from New York City part of my branding on YouTube. You can see it in the logo and the opening uh, the opening music sequence. But uh, that's not going to be the case if we get the house we want. Or should I say building? Are we buying a house or are we buying a building? That remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. But uh, I'm going to tell you that. The real estate industry in the United States needs an overhaul badly. That's a whole nother episode. Uh, that's probably going to be more of a diatribe, <laughs> diatribe episode uh, at some point down the road when all is said and done and I can just vent my frustrations about everything. But um, I don't think it's time for that yet. I think that's a whole, that's an episode by itself. And maybe it might be an episode with someone. We'll see. So that's the news. That's that's what that's the lead that I was burying burying for you guys is uh, holy moly, a forty one years old. Something I never thought would happen is happening. I am going to have a child to mold. That's crazy, but awesome at the same time. Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your September and tune in next week when I will have Jody J. Sperling as my guest. And uh, thanks for listening to my podcast. Make sure to check the links in the description. Uh, it is important that I start building my Patreon this year. Otherwise, I might just get rid of it. Um, continue, uh, consider going to my Patreon and just checking it out. And if there's something you think I could change to, to make it more enticing to people, I'm open to ideas. Just message me through my website. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen and on YouTube. And I say and rather than or because YouTube is a different beast than the podcast apps. Uh, I ha It's a mixed media channel and I have a lot of other work on there in addition to the podcast so you benefit from subscribing both on audio and on youtube there's also a lot of episodes from season one that aren't on youtube that are only streaming on the audio platform so 
If you're on Apple, I would really appreciate a rating and review for the podcast. I have two. One is like a lot of stars. The other is like one star. So they're like drastically different emotions, which doesn't help me at all. I need an honest review. And um, if you could help me out with that, that would be great. Um, thank you so much. And see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you have a moment, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you listen. And if the app allows for it, please leave a rating and review. That way, the algorithm moves us up in recommendations. It's a great way for new listeners to find our show. Thanks, and I'll see you on the next episode.